Okay, Black Box Radio, we have Taurus Boxdale. He's been with us, so say hi to the people, Taurus. Hey, how you doing, everyone? All right, so tell the people what you do professionally so we can kind of unpack how this virus has affected that. Um, Taurus Boxdale, I'm a candidate for Baltimore City Council District 6. Um, I resigned my job as a paralegal, so um, professionally, I guess I just, I'm campaigning right now. Okay. Okay. But you're doing more. You are feeding the masses. Yeah. Tell the people about that. Yeah. So um, since this COVID-19 has started, um, I've partnered with uh, a lot of different community organizations, a lot of different food groups. And um, since April 1st, the uh, organization has fed over 10,000 individuals. Um, that organization happens to be Mirror's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've connected with them and I started connecting with them, I believe, in April, April 1. So um, we've since I've been connecting with them, we've been doing meals every day, you know, um, except for Sunday since April 1st. And these are hot, hot meals. And I've I seen them. They're chicken and vegan. Am I correct? Yeah. So um, chicken meals, I get about 300 meals every day. Um, except for Sunday, chicken meals, um, chicken, rice, uh, broccoli, they, they mix it up now. Um, and also, you know, a lot of people don't eat meat. They have the vegan option as well. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so, okay. So April 1st, so what, I mean, cause you're campaigning and I know campaigning has changed. COVID-19 has changed mm-hmm. all of our normals. So you have to be a little more, um, creative with campaigning. Right. What made you get into the food distributorship? You just saw a need? I mean, what was it? Um, well, it was the need. And also I have, you know, the means to, you know, get it back to the community. I'm also a mover. So mm-hmm. you know, I have the trucks to, you know, load up items and, you know, bring it right back to the community. I, um, I'm in the 21215. Uh, it's part of District 6. And that area has seen the highest number of COVID-19 cases. Yep. So um, I thought it was really, and also 21215 is also an area, an impoverished area in some areas, you know, such as Park Heights, where I, you know, frequent the most. And it's a lot of food deserts in that area. So I knew the need, you know, to get people food. And it would also, it's, it slowed down some, you know, with how scared people was. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our senior citizens were just scared to, you, you know, even come out the house. So you go straight to them. I've seen you. You go. Yeah. So um, every, I'm on a schedule where when I get the meals every day, I'm at a different uh, senior citizen building throughout the district. Amazing. So. Yeah, every day of the week, I'm at a different senior citizen building. Um, I also included some um, apartments as well to the mix. Amazing, amazing. And I know the people are so grateful, especially the elderly. Yeah, the people are so grateful. And also, I partner with different uh, community organizations to also get large care packages. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I take those care packages. uh, Sometimes I go to a market, a supermarket, and just wait outside the market for people, you know, that's, you know, about to spend money, whereas though you can get a care package and save your money, it lasts you a week, a week and a half. Oh, that's amazing. And the care packages are like products. I mean, what's in the care package? The care packages, uh, it's, 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 it's enough food to hold someone at least a week and a half. Um, it has meat products, bread, candy, uh, vegetables, fruit, um, you know, things of that nature. I had an interesting story where um, one of my seniors that I 
that live in my district, I just happened to randomly go past our house mm-hmm. and I had, you know, a cat package on me and she opened the door and she come to find out she hadn't eat, eaten in two days. Oh. So yeah, that was really, that, that really struck a nerve because it made me think of, you know, how many other seniors are, you know, just not eating as often as they should, you know, daily. So, um, I was able to give her a care package that day. She was very happy. And, you know, I need to, to speaking on that, I definitely need to go check up on her again. Mm-hmm. And and that's been part of this COVID-19, like with our seniors and not ha- having the shelter in place. So they right. don't come out and some people don't even know they're in there. Right. It's, it's really, a, I mean, it's for their safety, but it's to their detriment in a lot of ways also. Yeah. And, um, the you know, the city government, they provided a hotline to, for senior citizens to call if they needed food or any type of resources like that. But a lot of seniors, you know, are not aware of that hotline to call. So what I've been doing, you know, as I'm in the community, just spreading that message, okay. uh, providing that information to, you know, actually get food brought directly to your home. Yeah. You know, I know we have like a public, you know, when there's emergency, the horn comes on the public address system or we have. Right. I don't know why they're not using that for some of the messaging. I, I know that it's scary because it's really loud. Yeah. But, um, I wonder because a lot of people don't know. I mean, I put on um, Black Pox's page like the things, the food giveaways and stuff, like be more children that the, the mayor is doing and all yeah. of the ones that they're posting. But it's a lot of things that people can't even get to. A lot of the stuff is drive through. People don't have cars, so um, you need warriors like you out bringing it to the community because these people be hungry. Um, the way, let me ask a question since you're campaigning, the way that the city has address, is addressing um, the needs of the city, do you think it's appropriate in this time? Are, are you happy with the response? Um, um, I'm happy with the the food. That I, I believe there's certainly enough food for everyone um, to, to get food. I'm happy with the food, but as far as the, I guess, the education on the importance of the COVID-19 um, and also just the testing availability or, or even trying to get a test is not really, I'm not really happy with that because a lot of hoops you have to go through just to get tested. You'll be almost dead, bro. It's unfortunate. You got to have advanced symptoms to get a test. <laughs> so um, I, I get what you're saying. That That is an actual problem. But yeah. another thing I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, they said the drive-through testing would be at Pimlico. Mm-hmm. And first of all, that's drive through. Right. That's a problem. And why in out in that part of the city, do you think that that would be, are they still doing that or because I haven't heard any more about it? I believe even with the drive through testing, you have to be, um, you have to get like a doctor's note first. Yeah, you, do. you have to get a doctor's note. Yes. Yeah. So I, I believe that's even problematic for individuals because, you know, a lot of people, you know, simply don't even have a primary care doctor. And a lot of people, you know, don't even want to go to the hospital and, okay. you know, you might think you got it, but you might not, you might, you might think you got it, but at the same time, you might not know for sure. And then mm-hmm. the hospital, you're taking a risk. You might think you're taking a risk just going to the hospital as opposed to, you know, you think you got it and just getting tested. So, you know, you have to actually get seen by a doctor first. So that could be very problematic as well. And really, I don't understand that requirement because now you put people in, in in detriment. You get what I'm saying? Right. You got you to go into a place and see a doctor. So you're exposing everyone there. 
Right. Leave out of there and go somewhere else to expose another group. Right. Is that to me very nonsensical? Makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. But um, when when we're not thinking and we're just responding, this is the type of stuff that you know comes about. Right. And also, I saw you, and you're very hard on this. You're not playing with the um the, the trash pickup. Mm-hmm. They're not cutting no grass up in Baltimore City. I mean, the grass on Lock Raven is high as me, bro. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, what is going on with city services? Yeah. So um, even with that, the uh, the mayor, he had um, stopped the landscaping contract. Mm-hmm. He stopped it two weeks ago. I didn't understand, you know, why you would stop a contract, you know, in the middle of spring. This is when the, when the grass, this is the time of year when the grass grows the quickest. We get all this rain. <laughs> and um, for him to just stop that contract, um, I didn't understand it. And then two weeks later, he awarded that same uh, contract of the contract. So he just... This past Wednesday at the Board of Estimates meeting, he, he re-awarded that contract to that same um, contractor. You kidding? So, I mean, yeah, the same contractor, you know, got that same contract. And I thought, you know, it was an opportunity to possibly, you know. What about the squeegee boys? Yeah, employ all these people we see on our streets. You know, I thought it would be an opportunity for them. But, you know, the mayor, he, you know, just awarded. The, I, I don't understand. You stopped the contract just to reward the same people again. So, yeah. So hopefully Maybe he didn't think the grass would grow. Maybe he thought, you know, like he said, if it's cold, the killers wouldn't come out. Remember? Yeah. So um, I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of um, landscapers cutting grass today. So, you know, I guess they're back to, you know, starting that business again. But, you know, I just really thought that was a good opportunity to provide employment for a lot of these, you know, people we see on the streets. Really? That, that is, you have to be forward thinking and creative to, to think like that. Yeah. And, and I think that what you're saying is because I remember Kimberly Trueheart, she went yeah. out and certified all those young men. Yep. Yeah. And they're still not working. Who Does that make sense? Yep. We got to make better decisions sometimes. And and not only because of it's a campaign season and not only because we feel pressured, but we need to make humane, well thought out decisions and we're not making them. Yeah, um, definitely. We're not making And you also are speaking out on the murders that is still happening in your community and in Baltimore. Yeah. So um, even, you know, during this pandemic, nothing has really slowed down because, you know, on our streets, on our corners, it's it's still the same business as usual. You know, Mm -hmm. even through a pandemic, you know, we still see a lot of unemployed individuals just being outside because that's just simply the way, you know, they eat Mm -hmm. to be outside. So, um, you know, just no action has been taken. And, you know, we still see the same issues over and over. Um, In my district, there has been, I believe, uh, five murders within the past two months, mm. um, multiple shootings, you know, just the same things over and over. And, you know, really we're not taking no type of action. It's so scary. And then not only that, you told the people who are out here, like, listen, if you're not doing something like murdering somebody, we're not going to touch you. Yeah. So we're let you do everything else. And not to say we do have to make sure that our public servants are safe. I totally understand police cannot stop everyone. Mm-hmm. But they they were sitting watching the drug dealers before COVID-19. Oh, yeah, certainly. Let's be clear. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, even COVID-19, you know, nothing is we see large groups, you know, on our corners. You, you go to Penn North and mm. 
it's been oh, the same, the same. It doesn't even look like we're going through a pandemic down there. How close everyone is, you know. When I tell you, Penn North look like it's a um, Greyhound station. Yeah, it's unbelievable the amount of people are outside in Penn North. It's, yeah. but uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's also what I've been doing. Um, I, I had a lot of people donate to me uh, some face masks, some rewashable face masks. I believe I got about a hundred, and that's still not enough. You know, in the neighborhood, when I see people on the streets just walking around without a mask, I just give them, you know, a rewashable mask that they could keep wearing. They could wash it. You mm-hmm. know, those masks are not the best, but you know, it's something is better than nothing. Absolutely, you know, prevention. A lot of cure, but that's excellent. I mean, we can talk about the ills in Baltimore City at this point, yeah, over and over and over. Um, but you've presented to be you came on the show before, and um, I mean, you impressed me. You know, I walked you down. Let's let's bring the people back. I walked you down because I just you impressed me from when you first started, and to see how you continued and you, you're doing more you're like a warrior in the community I'm in yeah. district um you're in district which is district, district six district six yes if, I'm, I'm gonna say for district six y'all better look at t bark Torres yeah. boxdale he That's is nice. doing it complete mm-hmm. leader i see it you guys because they can only vote for you <laughs> yeah. so i mean so i'm just putting it out there you know we're neutral but i see your work yeah so yeah. all right so let's move on to like personal because you have small kids small mm-hmm. children and um, a family. So how's this affected like your your children? I mean, they they have to be in the house. I mean, I see them out with you a few times. So how's that affected? Um, COVID nineteen affected your family? Um, well, I think my kids have been affected the same way. Um, a lot of Baltimore City kids have been affected, in which um, even the even the access to you know interacting with your school, your teachers. A lot of that access has been limited, you know, even just learning. Um, my kids, they did the virtual learning, but um, so many different schools and classes are trying to log on at the same time. Those It could be very slow, that uh, wow. the, the app that they use. So, you know, it's, it's something that we were, we were not prepared for, something we should be prepared for in the future. But um, I've I've experienced it, you know, just as a parent trying to log my 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 my, my uh, child onto you know the online learning and mm-hmm. very slow, and sometimes it could pause a lot. It's, it's very distracting, but um, it's just something the kids will have to get used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely you know need to work through this, figure out a, a good solution because um, what I did see is that the Baltimore City Council they passed legislation, whereas though um the whole, all the kids of Baltimore City will be provided digital devices. But just it's because- the have, money that they gave up, it's like $3 million. Yeah, $3 million to get mm-hmm. that. And I believe another $6 million to uh for the food. Amazing. But also with digital devices, um, that doesn't necessarily ensure, you know, you have internet. Mm. Even you when you do, yeah. And even mm-hmm. when you do have internet, the problems that I saw with that is still it's very, the very slow. It could be slow, you know, the um, the online learning because so many different schools and classes are on at the same time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And because this has never happened before, or we didn't prepare, mm-hmm. now we're in this pandemic and we're just throwing, we're patching everything, we're, we're passing um, legislation for money during the pandemic for things that we should have done before. And right. we can't keep talking about what we should have done, but I hope we we structure this, whereas we can go forward. Yeah. But I hope we also look at 
children need socialization. That's all they have. Right. So they do need school, but they do need to be introduced to technology on a normal basis. So the world is technological. So we yeah. got to make this seamless for all of our children. And if we don't, our future is, is not as bleak. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's where we are. And we're just, you know, we just need new leadership. Jacko, you my yeah. boy, but guess what? Jacko got to go. Yeah. And, 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 and we need, and not just him. I mean, cause he's only, he's, he was only, he wasn't elected there. He was put, I guess, graduated to that because right. of our prior problems. But I just think that um, how we've gone about Baltimore City and the needs of our children and the, ne- the needs of our communities, which is bigger than anything, has been very lackluster. And these politicians have been in place for 20 and 30 years. I mean, they're not new. Jackal's not new. Right. The president's not new. These folks have been there for a while and, and these neighborhoods have disintegrated. Our education is still at the same place. Our education is outdated. Let's be clear. Yeah. Schools don't have the appropriate like air and heat. I mean, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So when we come out of this, Taurus, what what are you? What's your first thing you're gonna do? You're um, gonna be a <laughs> city council person. Yeah. And the first thing I want to do is uh, help individuals get and in, get employed, find employment because that's mm-hmm. gonna be the biggest hurdle. You know, after we get out of this, just getting, you know, back in the work sector. But uh, as this pandemic has been been going on, uh, there are still several jobs that have been hiring. And um, through my platform, I'm also a job recruiter. So through my platform on on Instagram, Baltimore Jobs, um, I'm also helping a lot of people, you know, gain employment. So mm-hmm. jobs such as FedEx is hiring, yeah. um, the Baltimore County uh, Police, what is it, the call center, you know, when you call not the dispatchers, they're hiring mm-hmm. dispatchers. So it's been a lot of jobs that's, you know, been hiring during the pandemic. And um, what I want to do, you know, after you know, all of this is over is just help people get back on their feet because if we're not helping people get back on their feet, people are going to be down for a long time. So, you know, just helping people get, you know, back reemployed after this is all over, I think it's going to be very important. But you got to tell people about your platform because it's so innovative. Please talk about that again. So, um, yeah, my platform is, you know, uh, quality education. I want to fight for, you know, jobs uh, also, tr- um, job training programs, apprenticeships, bringing that back into the schools, which I think is very important because especially in our police department, we need new generational leaders that come directly from Baltimore City. And we complain a lot about officers not coming from Baltimore City. So we, we should have apprenticeships directly in our high schools recruiting new cadets for Baltimore City um, we have for Baltimore City that come from Baltimore City. So, you know, just different advocating, advocating for different things within our school system that, that we really need and um, jobs and resources. Just as I was saying, you know, just providing people with jobs and access to resources because Baltimore City has a lot of resources and just the, the people don't know about it. So just getting the, the word out there, we need to push for that more. Um, and also part of my platform is cleaner communities. What I want to do is a monthly community, community cleanup in the district, keep our streets clean, keep our alleys clean, keep the district clean, you know, and I think just cleaner community, that's also, you know, cleaning our minds, cleaning, cleaning our spirits. 
because we were we have to change the culture of Baltimore City because the culture we're in, we have too many people that just don't simply just don't care about our city. We need to bring pride back into our communities. So, you know, with all of that, that's, just, you know, really, really what I want to do, you know, as a city council. I just want to help people and. Amazing. And I, I'm glad you said about your political platform, but also your platform on IG is so important, especially okay. at this point with, yeah. with um, jobs. That's how I was pleased to tell oh, people. So my Instagram platform is called Baltimore Jobs. It's a, uh, we recruit, I'm a recruiter. It makes me a job recruiter. So I recruit for jobs. I recruit for GED programs. I also recruit for job training programs. So through that platform, um, I, I, I put jobs, on. I blast the jobs on there and so many people, they, that's the access. They get the access to the jobs that are hiring because people, some people, like even during this pandemic, a lot of people simply do not know where they can get a job. So, you know, just blasting jobs. I also created uh, a small platform where we help people with their resumes. So I found out, you know, just by having this job platform that a lot of people just don't have adequate resumes to get hired. Mm. So helping people with their resumes, their cover letters, so that they can have something professional to give to a job. And that's, that's, that's really step one to even getting hired, just having a good resume. So we help people, you know, with resume writing, different things of that nature. So I've been partnering with the Mayor's Office of Employment Development, Enoch Pratt Library, so even before this COVID-19 has started, I had a big job resource fair that I was going to do for Park Heights. Oh, but, wow. Um, yeah, that kind of got, you know, we could, we had to counsel it, you know, due to this COVID-19. But mm-hmm. that's something as soon as everything clears up, I would love to have, you know, a job resource fair just to get people, you know, back in, in, into the, you know, back into the workforce, just back working again. Cause after this, after this is over with, so many people are going to be unemployed for two months, three months, maybe four months. That's true. Just, yeah. Getting people back into that mode again, just to work. So that's, that's this, that's, that will be step one after this is over with. That's a great goal. And when you do that, uh, Job fair, we would definitely like to put it out there and be present. That's amazing. Okay. Um, Because the the more that we we have to market and and folks just need, they just need options and access. And no one's going to give it to us, bro. So you're doing amazing things by providing that access. So for the people, I say thank you because they need that. We definitely need that. So we're at the part of the interview with the last will and testament. And you know about this because you've done it before. So um, it's your jewel. So I want you to leave something with the people that's inspirational, you know, at this point. So we need Taurus Barksdale's jewel. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. That's an old saying. Um, We got to stay tough. We got to just keep fighting. No, this is only for temporary. We still have to prepare for the future. So I, I believe at this time is a perfect opportunity for people to be thinking of ideas, you know, mastering a craft. This is the perfect time to, you know, be doing something with your time because right now all we have is time, mm. you know, a lot of free time. So I would take, I would tell anybody take advantage of all the free time you have, you know, just stay positive and stay focused. Mm. Be creative. Take time and be stay focused. Awesome. Awesome. G. Taurus, thanks for joining us once again. It's always great to hear all the wonderful things that you are doing in the community. Yes. You're really an inspirational young man, and I see a lot of great things for you. Mm. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, thanks for having me. So if you've enjoyed this conversation, you can find all the voices of the Rona Report at blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X-R-A-D-I-O.com. You can also find Black Box Radio on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Radio and on Twitter at Box Black. That's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. And if you've heard this message and enjoyed it, please share it with your friends and family. The uh, These messages are being suppressed on social media platforms. Um, so it's important that everyone has a chance to hear these voices. So send them a text, send them an email so that these voices can be heard. All right. We're in that Rona report and we just spoke with Taurus Boxdale, the city council representative for District 6. I'm saying it. You're going to be the city council rep because you're amazing. So we really appreciate you, Taurus. Thanks for your input tonight. Thank you. It's 5820. This is the Rona Report. This is Black Box Radio. We're out. Peace. <laughs>